What's up and welcome in. You found yourselves locked on Bulls. Welcome to our Friday episode, October 22nd. Bulls 1-0 with a Pelicans game on deck. We're leading y'all into the weekend with some mailbag content. We got a bunch of different questions and some fans reacting to the Bulls' first win of the season. Some hyped, some have some concerns. We'll break that all down next on a fresh Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. You can also find us on that app called Hot Mike for Bulls Outcasts, starting with the fourth quarter of Bulls games this season. And hit us up via email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com, and that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Today's episode of Locked Up Bulls is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, Big Dave, this is our Friday episode. We're recording it on Thursday. We're just rolling right along. We mm-hmm. both... Uh, have some stuff going on Friday, so we said let's just hop on, do some mailbag right now, and plus we're we're uh, we're just in the zone right now, reacting to that yeah. Bulls opening victory against the Pistons. But here we are; it's it's mailbag time for a Friday episode. I know you love this stuff, Dave. You ready to go? Oh, you know I love talking to the people. That is my favorite, favorite, favorite thing to do. I love these shows. I hope y'all love listening to them and watching them on YouTube because I really do enjoy them and Matt does as well. So let's get to it. I hope they're insane and crazy and hilarious and full of love and some hate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So kicking us off uh, the 951 texting in saying, guys, this team is different. For starters, Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about defense. Zoe and Caruso will outplay their contracts. Everyone will find their role and rhythm as the season goes on. How will the team split the Desumu, Kobo, <laughs> Desumu, Kobe, the Desumu, Kobe, and Caruso minutes? Or will we have mm. a three-guard bench unit? Uh, go Bulls, hashtag blunts for Bulls. Uh, thanks for checking in. All right. I am hoping <laughs> that wherever you are texting from, it is a place where cannabis is legalized. Enjoy your yeah. cannabis responsibly <laughs> and legally, folks. But yes, hashtag blunts for bulls who are one and oh. Um, big, big Dave, thoughts on this. Yeah. Uh, do you agree that, let's start here. Do you agree that Lonzo and Caruso are both going to end up outplaying the contracts the Bulls signed them to? I think they'll play right up to the contracts that they signed them to personally. I think we'll get exactly what their contracts say they are. Um, It's rare, Matt, that guys outplay it. I've seen guys um, underperform. Zach Levine enters the chat. No, that's that's (laughs) where I was about to go. I was was about to go there. Stay with me. (laughs) I was on my way. But I've seen guys underperform it and, you know, not live up to the money and people get upset about that and things like that. But when they overperform, you know, no, he was right there. They were both right there. Um, 
That's just my opinion. You knew what you were getting. You knew what you were getting. <laughs> he signed up and you knew what you were getting, baby. You got it. So what else you gonna give D Wade? You better give D Wade his money. You gotta slide that cash to him. You know what that is? Come on, man. All right, I'm sorry. Tangent. <laughs> so that was that was my fault. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, you never you never can. And I think the difference though, Matt, is when guys uh outplay their contract, since it's rare, that means when they outplay it, they become different kind of players as far as their status in the NBA. And that's why I was going with Zach Levine because Zach Levine outplays his contract. So now Zach Levine is on this next level now of this dude. It might be a legitimate, true NBA star kind of guy. Um, the ultimate outplay your contract person is Michael Jordan. Um, and then right behind him is Scottie Pippen. You know what I'm saying? Like these, and I just named two of the greatest players in NBA history. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, outplaying your contract usually means you're on, you're going to ascend to a level of greatness. That's why it's rare because everybody isn't great. So shout out to Zach Levine for doing that. I think they'll play exactly right to that contract that they got. I I expect Zoe to be Zoe. That's why they brought him here. They say Alonzo, but we don't want you to get, you know, they didn't bring him here to be a 25-point dude, you know, 12 assists, like Matt mentioned, like a Chris Paul kind of, you know, guy. You brought him here to be him and to do the things that he does well on both ends of the floor. You brought Caruso to do what he does well on both ends of the floor. I don't expect a six-man out of the year, uh, out of him like that, but I expect him to, you know, do what we saw in the first game, diving on the floor for those loose balls, communicating out there, hitting those key three-pointers, uh, keep keeping that energy and that fire going for that team. So I think they'll play right to what their money got, and I think they'll be worth every single damn penny of it. Yeah, I mean, I think when you and I were talking about Lonzo as a potential piece before free agency arrived, I said I didn't want to pay Lonzo over $20 million. I I think he's yeah, a good young player with potential, but I didn't think he was worth that at this point. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They didn't. The Bulls wrote some serious incentives and bonuses into Lonzo's contract. Um, mm -hmm. and, and if he hits those, and it probably means that he and the Bulls are playing um, at a high level, then great. And if he doesn't, you got him on a pretty team-friendly deal. And Caruso, I mean, like, to me, even just – through training camp, preseason, and one game, there is he is one of those players who his contract and the way he earns his contract is not in his box mm -hmm. score every night. It is all of the little things that he does. And you're essentially paying a starter bench kind of role player contract because yeah. he played 27 minutes last night. Patrick Williams played 28. Like mm -hmm. the, the way I look at it, for all intents and purposes this season, Caruso is the sixth starter on this team. And I think he is absolutely going to at least match, if not outperform, the contract the Bulls signed him to. Going to the other part of this Texter's question, Dave, how will the team split these minutes from Io DeSumo, Kobe White, and Alex Caruso? Or will there be a three-guard bench unit? Well, I think the second half of that is certainly on plenty of nights, knowing Billy Donovan and the way he likes to operate, a resounding yes. You will see plenty mm -hmm. of second units that have three guards in them. Um, mm -hmm. Last night, as I said, Caruso led the way with 27 minutes. Javante Green, who's a power forward, had 15. <laughs> Alizé Johnson, 12. And Io 11, just four for Troy Brown Jr., who got in foul trouble. When Kobe comes back, Big Dave, how do you see those minutes kind of shifting? Uh, well, well, one, it will be dependent on play. 
uh, will be dependent on the play of Io and where he is when Kobe White gets back and where uh, Caruso is, even though Caruso will definitely be the one to, for who I can, you know, if I had to decide whether I'm penciling or putting something in pen, I'm putting him in pen, like between those two, he's definitely getting minutes, you know what I'm saying? So Caruso is definitely going to be out there, but Io's is definitely going to be dependent on how he's playing. Uh, I think Matt, also, you hit it on the head because we talked about it a lot on this show that Billy Donovan loves three guard lineups. And you're going to see that. Like, he's not going to take talent off the floor if they're playing well, just so, you know, to fit somebody else in there. No, he'll find a way. He'll make room for somebody. If that means one night this player won't play and, and he's rolling with the hot end, he'll do that. He's not beholden. I said that a million times. He is not beholden to any one lineup. You won't see the same lineup, I think, every single game. Matt. There, there's, you don't know if you'll see Derrick Jones Jr. in the next game. You might see him, and he might play like the entire second half. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Who knows? Like Anything is possible with Billy Donovan because everything comes back to him simply trying to win that game. So when it comes to staggering those minutes, I don't concern myself with it because Billy Donovan's not concerning himself with it. He's like, okay, who's going to win me this game tonight? Not who needs to get their points in. Who is going to do? No, no, no. Who fits well tonight? Who matches up well with the person they're going against tonight? Because that's exactly what we're going to do. Oh, it's not working? You come sit near me. We'll try you out. You saw it with Troy Brown Jr. Immediately. Yay. Come sit near me. We good tonight. I.O. Your turn. So, yeah, he's not going to be beholden to anyone out there. So that's why I'm not concerned about the lineup. But I definitely think you'll see a three-guard lineup for sure. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll just tack on to that by saying this: the simplest answer to me is when Kobe comes back, if he proves that he is healthy, you know, the the range of motion with the shoulder is no longer an issue, he's gotten his conditioning back, and he is the Kobe that we saw last season who can give your bench some much-needed scoring punch that he eats the minutes that Io got last night. Like, I think it's that simple. Caruso's not getting any minutes taken from him ever. Like, Caruso played 27 minutes last night and to me it's like dude could have been 32 I would have been more than happy about that as opposed to you know like the beta version aka Ryan Archie Diakono for the last several years where you and me and John would look at the box score and be like oh my god Archie played 30 minutes tonight yes what at small forward no (laughs) well yeah we really we really needed him in there to guard Giannis tonight big Dave Uh, oh he struggles (laughs) with little guys oh Oh God, bless me, Jesus Lord. We were deleted. All right, I'm uh, nope. yeah, uh, but yeah. I mean, it was it was really exciting to see the hometown kid and the U of I product Io get some run in his first NBA game as a rookie. Like it was awesome to see that last night. But yeah, who's getting minutes between him and Kobe when Kobe comes back and is healthy and ready to contribute? Kobe, mm-hmm. and that's how it should be, in my opinion. Like you said, like Billy Donovan will say, who's earning these minutes? But Kobe will absolutely be given the opportunity to earn those minutes back as soon as he's ready to go. And that's the way it should be. Uh, All right. We've got another question about minutes from their game against the Pistons in our mailbag, Dave. We're going to get to that next. But first, if our Bulls fans are hungry this weekend, where can they go to enjoy not only the the food, but the Mm. vibes all over the Chicagoland Mm. area? Mm, I'm so glad you came to me with this question, Mac. Listen, if there's two things I know and two things I do, that sweat and eat. 
All right. It's how I roll, baby. And one of my favorite places when I was growing up was McDonald's. I just have so many memories of McDonald's. When Christmas time came around, guys, when Christmas time came around and everybody wants their toys and all this stuff. Mm-mm, that's not what made me and my family excited. Me and my brothers excited. We were looking under the gift for the McDonald's gift certificates. And we couldn't wait to get those McDonald's gift certificates, get them and go to McDonald's and go ahead and just go on an eating spree. It was the best. It was amazing. We used to love going into the store. It was great to just sit in there with the family and talk, you know, and have a delicious meal, man, and just enjoy each other. Like, I miss that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Those were beautiful things. But guess what? It ain't went nowhere, y'all. You can go ahead and have your own experience. You can build that same kind of bond, that same kind of thing. Go meet your loved ones there. Go take your dates there. Go get your Wi-Fi work done there. You can do anything at McDonald's along with getting you that high C orange, maybe with a quarter pounder with cheese, baby. Oh, you can do it right by just heading over to McDonald's, man. So enjoy it. Head there. Refuel and reconnect because it's mcdonald's enjoy yourself (laughs) all right let's dive into that mailbag the next one comes to us from the 404 who said why do you think demar got the most minutes last night i wonder if they're gonna rotate or if demar was just like i need extra minutes tonight or the cookie just crumbled that way um, big day. I, I don't think there's a, a, a real story there. Uh, the way, the way I look at it, DeMar, yes, led the Bulls in minutes last night with 38. Vooch had 36. Zach had 35. Like mm-hmm. th- those are your three stars and you yeah. expect them on any given night, especially if it is a close game and you can't rest mm-hmm. them in the fourth quarter to play somewhere mm-hmm. between 30 and 38 minutes. Like that's yeah. As it should be. I, I think the fact that Tamar had like two more minutes than Zach or two more minutes than Vooch doesn't really mean anything. And as we talked about in our previous episode, what you know, we're we're seeing Billy Donovan have Damar stagger with that second unit as of right now and kind of help them run things. Because as of right now, I think it's either Damar or Caruso, and occasionally both of them with three bench guys. Well, I, I get I just referred to Caruso as a starter. He He's a bench guy, but (laughs) DeMar running some stuff and looking to get maybe some of his ISO scoring going when he's playing with that second unit. You know, I'm, I'm I'm not, I'm not finding any kind of big deal with the fact that there was a two to three minute disparity between DeMar's minutes and Zach and Vooch's last night. No, like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Not concerned about any of that at all. And Matt just made the point as to why, and was the same point I was going to make, like, we thought we would see him with the second unit, you know, and kind of run it there and start doing his thing with the second unit. So that's why you saw him out there probably a little more. Because, again, uh, as I said, last show, these guys have to get acclimated with the second unit. You know, they got to find out who can do what and where they need the ball and what they need to do. And the only way to do that is to get out there and play with them. And so that might take a little more time. And plus, that second unit was playing really good defensively as well. So I'm sure he wanted to just see what it felt like and how it felt. And I'm telling you, the shots DeMar was missing, he's not going to miss. <laughs> He'll say it all the times we go forward. He's going to get those free throws. Those fouls are going to get called. So I think that's why you saw that. But, yeah, it was like an extra minute or two. It didn't make a difference. You know, Zach Levine still went insane. Vooch had a double-double in the first half. Like, it, it's still insane. You know, it was still great to watch. So, no, 
don't don't concern yourself with that thought right there. It's it's nothing, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, and like I, you said it. You know, th- those those minutes might fluctuate and stagger on any given night based on the what what Donovan is seeing there out there on the floor as far as yeah. matchups go. So no no concern for me. Um, moving on. 815 texts us saying, hey, guys, longtime listener from back in the three alphas days. Dave, get your neuralizer. Uh, I can't believe we made it. I just saw the Bleacher Report power rankings, and I'm not terribly upset, but they had the Bulls at 14 and the Celtics at 13. I know it's just one spot, but in what world are the Celtics better than the Bulls? Zach Levine is better than Tatum will ever be, and the Celtics got worse in general. Please help me not feel crazy. And don't forget to use Rock Auto for all your car needs. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. Another another day, another episode, another shout out to Rock Auto when they aren't on our ad schedule. Uh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> um, that's beautiful. So, Big Dave, I we didn't talk about these. We did, however, earlier this week talk about the ESPN power rankings that came out, which had the Bulls at nineteen. So, I guess yeah. the collection of of Bleacher Report NBA writers and reporters are higher on the polls than those at ESPN, 14 as opposed to 19. But in his particular regard to Boston, we saw them lose a brutal just punch-out, punch-out, drag-it-out, double overtime game against the Knicks in their uh, debut on on Wednesday night. That was a fun one to watch after the Bulls game came to an end. Like, okay. I don't think it's crazy to think that the Bulls could be better than the Celtics this year. The Celtics were the seventh seed in the East last year, and people talk about them. They're, like, right up there with, you know, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Philly. No, mm-hmm. they weren't last year. And maybe you can agree with the sentiment that they didn't necessarily get better. I don't know if they got worse, but did they really right. get better this offseason in the ways the Bulls did? Where he loses me, just for a second, Okay. okay. Zach Levine is better than Jason Tatum will ever be. Yeah, it's that last. We love part. Zach Levine here on the Locked On Bulls podcast. I am wearing a Levine Cuisine T-shirt for crying out loud. Zach Shout Levine out. is our guy. Yes, I can't. I can't let you get away with saying that about him versus Jason Tatum. Not right now. Not right now. Yeah, I think it's the will ever be is is what's always what's holding it up right there. Because Tatum is in what like what year four? <laughs> like uh, that will ever be thing is. Is a little strong, you know what I mean? If you want to argue if he's better, I'm here for that argument because that's a true argument to have, like Zach Levine being better than Jason Tatum, although I'm sure Bill Simmons, he's taking Tatum. I'm sure he is. But it's an argument that you can have because they're both great and they're both wonderful. But will ever be as strong, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's where you kind of lose us right there because he's still got room to grow, man. Jason Tatum made an all-NBA team in 2019-20. Yeah. And all in, and look, we're not saying that Zach Levine can't make an all NBA team in his NBA yeah. career. Absolutely. I mean, we're not saying that. Dude, dude might make an all NBA third team this season. Uh, this you know, season. Yeah. You, you know, you know what might help? Kyrie Irving not playing this season. There's a spot for you. I mean, like, who knows? But to say that he's better than Tatum is and will ever be when Tatum is younger. And has already got an All NBA team on his rock. I mean, come on, come on. Yeah, um, I, like, I like where you're at, though. I like where you're at. <laughs> I, 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 I like love, I absolutely love the optimism there. It's just yeah. a little, it's a little, it's a little bit of a stretch. But 
again, I could absolutely see the Bulls finishing ahead of the Celtics this season. Um, yeah. That that is not out of the realm of possibility. So good on you for that. And and I love love the optimism. Uh, all right, we'll get to a few more pieces of our mailbag, including a look back on the 2019-20 Bulls roster and a where are they now kind of email for Lockdown oh. Bulls listener. Uh, okay. First, though, want to take this moment to tell y'all about who? Who do you think I'm going to tell you about? That's right, our great friends at Built Bar. You the delicious it. protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with all those delicious flavors to choose from. Some of my favorites like double chocolate, salted caramel, Cookies and cream, mm. German chocolate. If you don't know what your f- favorite mm. Built Bar flavor is, you can get a mixed box from Built.com where they'll send you one of everything, two of everything, in fact, and you can try them out, pick your favorite, and go from there. Order a whole box of that flavor if it's your favorite. Not only are these Built Bar flavors delicious, but they're healthy for you, too. Every single Built Bar, regardless mm. of the flavor profile, has aver- either 17 or 18 grams of protein, somewhere between 130 and 180 calories. That's nothing. Just four or five grams of sugar, mm. four or five grams of net carbs. Plus, you always got to check out Built.com every week to see what their limited time flavors are. And right now, this week, there are several limited time flavors available. The Rocky Road we were telling you about last week, it's still there at Built.com. Blueberry Muffin, which we mentioned earlier this week, that's still available. And bringing back for those people who are mad about coconut flavors and the ooey gooey puff bars that Built makes, the Coconut Marshmallow Built Puff Bar is back. So try mm. that. Try the Blueberry Muffin. Try the Rocky Road. Try all of them at Built.com and figure out which one is your favorite. And when you do that, don't be, uh, don't forget to use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% mm. off your order. This time, next time, every time. Promo code mm. LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Beautiful. All right, Dave. This email comes to us from... Lauren Chuck, uh, who says, hey, guys, once I saw that Chris Dunn was cut, I wanted to look at the 1920 Bulls roster and see who's in the league. Out of 15 players, six players are out of the league or on a two-way contract. Dunn, mm. Archie, Felicio, Shaq, Hutch, and Cornette. Denzel will probably be out <laughs> next year. So we were trash. Shout out to Daniel Gafford for his extension. I have the Bulls this season as a four or five seed. Go Bulls. I mean, and so he also sent us a screenshot of the Bulls 2019-20 roster, Dave. My, Archie Wendell, my. Chris Dunn, Felicio, <laughs> Gafford, Shaq Harrison, Chandler Hutchison, Luke Cornett, Zach Levine, Lowry Markinen, Adam Makoka, Otto Porter, Tomas Sadaransky, Max Struess, Denzel, Kobe, and Thad. Stop hitting me! <laughs> I mean, take that 2019-20 roster and look at our roster now. And can we all please quickly give a thank you and a round of applause to Arturis and Eversley and their entire crew. Thank you. What a difference a year and a half makes, Dave. Oh, a year and a half changed the entire culture of this team and the expectations of this team. A year and a half. And did it in a way that nobody thought it was possible it could be done. Nobody was they were like, they ain't getting nobody. Well, they ain't getting nobody. Well, okay, they got him, but they ain't getting him. Okay, they got him, but they wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. In a year and a half, they did this, man. 
my gosh, man. I don't want to hear any of those names ever again. We we sat through some trash. Like, we sat through some really bad basketball. And you think of guys like Zach Levine, because you know Zach and how hard it was on him to go through that kind of stuff, man, and just how professional he was about it. I mean, he showed his emotion on the, on the sideline on the bench a couple of times, but nobody could blame him. You know, he didn't ring – you know, he didn't, you know – throw anybody under the bus or anything like that unlike you know what i'm saying his coach did you know he didn't call anybody out and do anything like that he was always just encouraging his players i mean his teammates and he just tried to make the best of the of a really tough 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 situation man but whoo that's tough man that's a tough one but shout out to my man daniel gaffer you know washington is one to know gaffer had about four blocks yesterday that was amazing to watch too so yeah, it's, it should be fun, man. But, yeah, Ooh, that's tough. Half of the roster not in the league, man. That's tough, bro. <laughs> I mean, it just it just tells you exactly how messy of a situation that AK and Eversley inherited. Um, yeah, man. You know, bad, bad signings and not hitting on picks. Um, I mean, honestly, and, and I think uh, this was brought up most recently in – a great piece that uh, our, our friend Ricky O'Donnell wrote for SB Nation earlier yeah, this week talking about how, you know, kudos to Bulls fans for for making John Paxson quit because he got sick of being made fun of <laughs> because Jerry was never going to fire him. In that, he noted that basically since the Jimmy Butler year, the Bulls were 0 for 8 on their first round draft picks. You know, and, and Pax and Gar kept harping about build through the draft, build through the draft, build through the draft. Well, you know, where are we now? Like, yes, Lowry and Wendell are still around and playing on NBA teams. But, you know, did they hit for us? No. Are they going to turn into the, the cornerstones of a franchise that we wanted them to be? No. And no. the other the other pieces, the other players, oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. Like, thank thank goodness that if and, – and I don't know if, if, if Gar or John should get credit for this. If so, which one? The fact that we got Zach Levine in that Jimmy Butler deal. Because like, yeah, man. If we, you know, there were there were rumors and reports about which pieces exactly the Bulls and T Wolves were discussing swapping. Chris Dunn did not work out. Um, Chris you Dunn. know, we we couldn't even get uh, you know, a pick from them. We had to do the pick swap. That ends up being Lowry. Thank God we got Zach Levine out of that. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, again, it's it's wild to think about how unuseful useless might be another word to use Yeah, that yeah. this roster was that AK and Eversley inherited because you look around yeah. and say like the Spurs after getting traded a million different teams told, Hey Hutch, here's your guaranteed money. You can leave now. Please go away. Chris Dunn getting waved. Although, and I know he wasn't on the 2019 20 roster, but Dave, I did see that your boy Jabari Parker after getting waved by the Celtics cleared say waivers it. and is now back mm -hmm. with the Celtics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's all i'm saying matt i need you to be as strong in your praise as you are in your disrespect is all i'm saying to you sir because i mean you were swift you was you was usain bolt swift when you saw that that man got waved when you were sending it out but when he got resigned i mean you were in the wind sir tumble right i didn't you're see right from you you're right. And you know what? <laughs> Praise and credit where it's due. Let's take a look at Jabari's night last night in the Celtics. Oh. Oh. Oh, he was a DNP coach's decision. Oh, I'm way sorry. Did they that, win that game? Way to make Did that they win squad, that game? though. No. 
they, they, oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just checking. All right. Just checking. Just checking. Just checking. All right. Go ahead. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. At least they at least they got into two OTs in a tough uh, you know Madison Square Garden road game. If Jabari plays Ooh. any minutes, they probably lose. <laughs> they probably don't even make it to overtime. <laughs> he can't help himself. I love it. He can't help it. He can't help it. Oh, never change back. And shout out to As, Julius Randle for talking about how tired he was. <laughs> yeah, that was great. As Matt Nagy oh, would man. say, Dave, uh, be you, be, be you, you. <laughs> It's all I ask. It's all I ask. <laughs> oh my god! Amazing man, it was amazing. Man, Julius Randle was tired. <laughs> He's yeah, a tired, no tired, tired kidding. man. Oh my gosh, man, it was tough. It was tough work. Uh, hey, he knows who. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's move along here to the hmm. four hundred four. Who says all of this year's new bench players came from playoff teams last year? Mere coincidence. Tyler Cook doesn't count, right? Um, and then also ask, could Zach Levine be the Drew Brees of the NBA? Um, I I don't Ooh. really know what I don't really know what that comp is, Ooh. Dave. The Drew Brees of the NBA. I, I see what he's saying. Um, and again, if I'm wrong, please let us know. But this is how I'm interpreting it: that when he got traded and went to another team with better with you know more pieces around him then he blossomed and he came out and he did his thing because remember he was with the chargers it wasn't going to happen you know it wasn't going to go down like that with him and he was kind of just wallowing you know what i'm saying in a way you know with philip rivers there but when he got traded to new orleans it, i mean everything came you know what i'm saying it blossomed and it bloomed for him and it got way bigger and it got way better so I think that's what he kind of means because in Minnesota, you saw it. You know what I mean? He, he was just there, you know, and then he got injured, you know, and things like that. Got to the Bulls, went through, you know, after that injury, just got better and grew every single year to the point where we're at now. We just expect the greatness. We're not even shocked. We weren't even shocked at the game he had yesterday. We were just overly impressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't believe Zach got 34. No, we believe it. <laughs> we believe that he could get that 34, man. So that's what that's kind of how I, I think he's saying it, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. I, can, I guess I can see that. Um, I mean... It's a, it's a, weir it's a weird to me. Um, okay. I, I, okay. I, I like the way you explained it. Um... I've I've always had difficulty with crossover player comps like that, like an NFL okay. player right. and, and yeah. an NBA player. Um, I got you. But you know, it, Drew Brees had some difficulties early in his career. You know, the injury with the Chargers, like Zach ACL, um, and then just yeah. not really having that um, that talent that help around him. And then gets to New Orleans, they build a squad around him, and and he wins himself a Super Bowl. So yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, but I think even like Drew Brees, all things considered, in his NFL career, won that title with the Saints. What was that back in two thousand nine? Pretty yeah, early well, on, yeah. and then played yeah. like another twelve years, thirteen years yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. you know, Zach hasn't reached that plateau yet. He has not reached that no. pinnacle, rather. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see if he can get there. Um, but you know, I think. Um, He's he's all about winning, and I think Drew Brees was certainly all about winning. 
Uh, the other yeah. thing about you know the, the Bulls filling out their roster with guys who have playoff experience, yeah, not not a coincidence and not an accident from AK and Eversley because <laughs> they have with first last season's deadline move to get Vooch, which speaking of, we're going to wrap up with a fun email about that. Um, and then all of these offseason moves, they are like, we are going to the playoffs and yeah. here's our starting yeah. five. Here's all this awesome talent to help you, Zach, but we're also going to round out this roster with people who have been there, people who have playoff yeah. experience. Yeah, and you saw it come into play in that first game, Matt. You really did. You saw it you, when Caruso came in. I'm telling you, that's why that second unit was so gung-ho. That's why they were so tough, and that's why they were not – they weren't mentally out of it. You know what I'm saying? They weren't checked out. They weren't lost on the court or anything like that. I'm telling you, that's because of Caruso, and you know his pedigree. And you know where he comes from. And you know the respect he had when he was in, in uh, L.A. with the Lakers. You know the respect he had there. It's, it's I give him a lot of credit for how that second unit performed on that defensive end of the court. And that was a lot of credit to Caruso and his effort and his communication to that team, man. You got to set a standard for guys. You know what I'm saying? You got to set a standard, and then you got to hold them accountable. And you know Billy Donovan is all about that accountability and holding guys accountable and things like that. But, man, Caruso, man, he is definitely about it. And I think it's going to pay dividends for the second unit going forward. Yeah, man. Look, looking forward to seeing – I mean, we've got a long way to go. We, we are 1-0. Yeah. We've got 81 yeah. more games to play before we get to watch this Bulls team play in the playoffs. But the experience of some of the guys on this roster there will certainly help. Uh, because last year it was like, okay, Thad Young had played on some playoff teams. Vooch had a couple of one-and-done playoff appearances with Orlando – um, when he was a rookie with Philly, I think they were a one-and-done playoff team, but you know, mm -hmm. a, a world of difference as far as the playoff experience this roster now has. All right, Dave, we're going to wrap up with this. This is fun. So this is an email okay. from uh, Ferris L. Duieri, and I apologize if I butchered your name. Uh, I tried my best. But So this is a Locked on Bulls listener since back in the days of the OG hosts of this podcast, Sean Hyken. And Cody, Wenderlin, uh, Cody Westerland, shout out to the OG hosts of Locked on Bulls. Two great guys who do amazing coverage for the NBA. So he's been listening all the way since back then. And he dug up an email that he sent to them when they were doing mailbag oh. stuff. This email okay. was sent July 17th, 2016. Mm. And he said in that email... Recently reading an, an article by Adrian Wojnarowski, and he explains the dilemma and direction the Orlando Magic have fallen into with Nikola Vucevic, as now he is expendable due to the Ibaka trade, inevitable expansion of minutes for Eric Gordon, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then goes on to suggest a Vooch to the Bulls trade. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, if Heiken and Westerlin ever addressed this on the pod, but he then emailed us, earlier this week and said dear lockdown bulls team this aged well question mark best regards so we got somebody who dug up calling him a vooch to the bulls trade suggestion <laughs> from 2016 it's impressive hey man clap that up for you sir great job excellent work excellent work and guess what Better late than never, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, man. Like he to have that foresight then, because honestly, I I don't think maybe too many people weren't thinking about Vooch uh, because of where he was playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying in Orlando. So 
all the good things he was doing, like you wouldn't see that. You know what I mean? You wouldn't pay attention to a lot of that because it was the Orlando Magic. You're like, yeah, I'm seeing that. So, but kudos to you for seeing that, suggesting it, and then five years later, and then for, for actually remembering it, <laughs> you know, that you said that, going to get the email and showing it. Because I'm guarantee you, we are not the first people he has shown this to. I guarantee you that, Matt. If you're that right on about something five years ago, I'm shocked you don't have a T-shirt, sir. Let <laughs> me print it out. Right? You know what I'm saying? Saying that you said that, man. Because that's awesome. Kudos to you. And we got the prize right now. Yes. Although, I, I got to say... The part where he recommends a trade, you know, he he plays his little trade machine idea that he pitches. I think this is an instance where Orlando would have laughed at the Bulls and hung up the phone because his <laughs> okay. proposed trade to get Vooch was Taj, Tony Snell, and Nico Miritich along with the Sacramento pick that was owed to the Bulls at the time. Now... Nope. I mean, that's not a nothing offer, but for Vooch, and remember, this is in the offseason following the 2015-16 season, um, a season in which Vooch averaged 18 and 9. Um, okay. Like, he had himself a pretty pretty darn good season. Uh, mm -hmm. Shot over 50% from the field. Had not really built his three-point game yet up at that point in his career. Okay. Was not an all-star yet, but that's a that's a pretty darn good piece to say here. Uh, have the you know aging contract of Taj, Tony Snell is a nothing, and Nico, who was like, dude, so hot and cold, you can never rely on that guy. Yeah, but you could still get away with the Nico at that time, though. You know what I'm saying? The potential of Nico and what he could. I guess been, that's true. In 2015-16, we were all like, yeah. oh, Nico, all right. Yeah. <laughs> You could you could fool people. Trust me, me and Chris on Ball and Bulls were not fooled. We, we were like, no, we know what this dude is. Um, but you could definitely fool people. I mean, you got a first round pick for for Nico, for goodness sake. You know what I'm saying? Even after seeing that play along, you still got yourself a first round pick for Nico Miritich. But you could get a weight, you you could have cheated that because again, the 18 and 9, I think, is what's key. Like he hadn't become Nikola Vucevic, you know what I'm saying, at right. that time yet. So with that 18 and nine, you're going off potential, you know, even though his obviously was more shown than uh, Nico's was, you're still kind of going off uh, of potential here. But Taj was proven. And but the Tony Snell one, that's what's going to lose you <laughs> right there was, was the Tony Snell one. Because think about it. Look at what it took to get him. You know, what I mean, we had to give them, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. and Auto Porter Jr. and two first round picks. Like, both of those guys can play. Like, both of those guys can play for your basketball team and be serviceable for, serviceable for your basketball team. And I'm talking about yeah. uh, uh, scoring points and rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, double-digit points, right. double-digit rebounds. They both can do that. Tony Snell, bro, like, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, Taj, you know, Taj, I love Taj. He's great. You know, I'm, Taj, ain't, you know, he ain't strong about that double-digit life, you know, because he's more of a bench player. Nico, right. you know, he, I, yeah, whatever, you know, but yeah, you know, but you're going to have so, to throw something else in there. You're going to have to throw something else in there. And, and like, even like, there's so many funny things about this email and looking back to where this franchise was in the off season of 2016. And so this email was sent before free agency began, right? 2016, mm -hmm. 
um, where that's the, you know, the 2016, 17 was, was the three alphas year. That's, you know, we, we trade away Derek Rose, we trade away or, you know, we, we, yeah, we get rid of Joakim Noah, like, and then it's three alphas. Um, uh, and this email all the way back for 2016 said, I feel since management have made, have managed to put together a respectable roster for next season, the bulls must pursue this trade. But unfortunately knowing management's history for blockbuster or intriguing trades, it likely won't happen, but it's worth the thought. So, I mean, imagine if instead of paying Wade and paying Rondo and forming mm-hmm. that three-headed monster, you mm-hmm. you just got Vooch, who was mm-hmm. not quite a star yet, and you pair Vooch and 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 a prime entering his prime Jimmy Butler together. Prime. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty that's, interesting that's combo to think about. No, it's very formidable and and definitely a problem. Um Here's my issue. Would Vooch have developed into that guy? You know, coming here, right? Uh, playing under this organization, <laughs> under I should say under that organization at that time, the guy who who had no player development <laughs> by by any stretch of the imagination, and all the craziness and wild things that were surrounding this team. I don't know if he would have developed into that. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I I can't sit here and say, but. A part of me, part of me is like, mm. <laughs> but he did it in Orlando. You know what I'm saying? But Orlando definitely has a track record of really excellent big men. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. on on their team. I mean, goodness, Shaq. You know what I mean? It, Dwight Howard, for goodness sake. Like they've got big men. You know what I'm saying that they've had on their team. You know who developed and were some of the best players um, in the NBA. So. They know what they're doing down there, I would say, when it comes to centers and things like that at Big Ben. So kind of look, I don't know if it would have worked out here and he would have been that kind of guy here. Because you got to remember, man, like it wasn't just what was happening on the court. You know, it was what was going on off the court also with this team. That was a big part of the dysfunction that was happening uh, with the Chicago Bulls. So, and then also remember, Matt, that was – that was when Prime Jimmy was, you know, becoming Hollywood Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we throwing that toxic thing, you know, into the locker room as well. Dre- so dressed before the games in like some back room by himself. Didn't dress right. with the team. Yeah, that was right. right. That was the start of, I'm Jimmy Butler, everybody. Right. Um, <laughs> which, you know, dude dude turned himself into a star. Like, you know, what he did. Happen? He did. Um, nice that, well, that was that was a fun little jog down memory lane there from a Bulls fan. Define fun. <laughs> I had fun. I had fun. You know why? Because I can look back on all of that now and be like, oh, dear God, like what a, what disarray this franchise is in. And then Fair remember, yeah. we are in the present. We are looking forward. Well, it, it's yeah. like Zach Levine said after their season opening win against the against the Pistons. This ain't last year. This ain't last yes. season. We are yes. looking forward. Looking forward, which actually I realize is now, you know, I'm flipped in my webcam that that looks like looking backwards. If you don't like left or no, <laughs> forwards, we're looking forwards. First, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, first to 10, move the chains. Um, but yeah, that that's why I like that. That shit doesn't bother me. It bothered me a lot in 2018, 2019, 2020, yeah, yeah. but fresh start, y'all. Fresh start. Um, Start, thanks to fresh everybody start. for hitting us up on that text and voicemail line as well as our email 
If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up via email, LockedOutBulls at gmail.com, or that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Next week, we'll do some uh, we'll do some voicemails. We haven't done voicemails in a couple of weeks, so drop us your voicemails. I think we had a couple already from after the Pistons win. Uh, so yeah. uh, after Friday night's game, or while you're watching Friday night's game, Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, 331-979-1369. Have a great weekend, Bulls fans. Hopefully, we're back on Monday talking about a Bulls team that picked up two more wins over the weekend because we got a Friday game and a Sunday game. Maybe, maybe the Bulls are 3-0 when we start with a Monday episode next week, Dave. Oh, goodness gracious. Thanks, as always, for listening, everybody. Thanks to our sponsors for today, McDonald's and Bill Bar. So many delicious food choices between those two great sponsors. Um, and uh, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter as well. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Bow. Have a great weekend, Bulls Nation. See Red, be good. Peace out.